Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we're back. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Paper Route. Another amazing day. Ashley Nicole Moss, Corey Holmes. We have Steven Jackson that's going to be tapping in live, our basketball contributor. But before we get started, I want to call out my buddy, my friend, Ashley Nicole Moss. What? You know who you are, <laughs> Ashley? Fly, You're amazing, <laughs> beautiful, talented, smart. I mean, how much time do you have? See, I love that you know who you are and your words of affirmation, but you're missing one. You're a waiter. I'm a waiter? You know what a waiter like a, is? Like a, like a waiter? Like a... You wait to talk trash. You wait to talk trash. You, 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 you wait to the best moment, the easiest moment to talk trash. The whole game, Suns, Nuggets, we had an intense exchange yesterday on mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. Right? Talking about the bench and who can win, who can't win. We made a little bet. Mm -hmm. Amazing game. Beautiful game. Mm -hmm. You wait till the clock hit zero to start tweeting? I didn't start. To <laughs> oh, you mean put the video out? Video. Well, like, why would I put that out beforehand? That doesn't make any sense. And also, that was not my idea. That was our social genius, JP, said put it out. It'll uh, go viral. And it sure did go viral. We're at over a million impressions. Uh -huh. Which one? Yeah. The one of you saying you don't need depth. <laughs> um, we are at over a million impressions on Twitter mm -hmm. and climbing. So mm -hmm. yeah. shout, out to, shout out to JP. Yeah. Um, You're a waiter. No, you put certain videos out when they would make the most sense, and it makes the most sense after the Nuggets go up to zero. But I was also atting you as well. You did, but I wasn't. Do you get, no, this is a serious thing. I just want to know if this is just me. Do you get, like, DM notifications to your phone anymore, or do you actually have to go to, like, your DMs to, like, see new messages? I have not gotten a DM notification, like, on my yeah. screen like my lock screen, like when my phone is closed up in like over a year and I don't know how to fix it. So if anybody why, knows why, in the chat, why, why, please let me know. Why I would don't. you want notifications of your DMs? Because like sometimes you get DMs that are important or you're like, you no. know, you're doing things or whatever. Text and me. Like, Text well, me. Sometimes you don't have someone's number. <laughs> okay. You anyway. know what I mean? Like I just, I used to get DM notifications like so-and-so sent you a DM and I would be like, okay, I'll get to it or I won't right. get to it. I have not gotten one of those in a year. Right. I don't know how that works, but whatever. Before we jump into the show and I pass it to you, Corey Holmes, Corey mm -hmm. in the cut, um, a little housekeeping. We uh -oh. hit a million subscribers. We did. We hit a million subscribers. And I, and I just want to say thank you to everyone. Um, first with the team, um, might get a little emotional here, but oh. you know, we've been through a lot. 
we've been fighting our ass off over the last three years to really create a platform, build a platform. And there's been a lot of changes. Um, there will continue to be changes, but the team has embraced everything. Um, so Manderville, the Nagins of the world, Bonnie, uh, Bianca, Andrew, even some of the people that's uh, come and gone. Brandon Johnson, editor for us for a very long time. Be Jeezy. Be Jeezy. Um, who else? Uh, Corey. Corey. Corey in the cut. Yes, sir. Corey, you, social producer, super producer, like Corey doing everything. Who else am I missing, Woo? JP. JP. Yeah. BB. The whole team, man. BB. How about this? BB had a baby. Okay. She did. She had a baby one day, and five days later, she's on a Zoom call. I'm like, BB, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> or she's, what are you doing? Why are you Women are amazing. I know. I don't know how I feel about that. I want BB to get rest, though. You know, who else do we have to, who, who else do we have to thank? All um, the freelance photographers, videographers, Keon. Yeah, Keon's killing. I saw him, he was, he's in, I think, New York right now for the Met. With right. Stephon you got a shout out BC. Wow, big dog. Mm -hmm. BC, BC on the board. Another thing, housekeeping, BC, one of our uh, technical producers that's helping on the switchers, whatever they call that, um, he has a lot to say. I, I just want Manderville to put another camera in our control room so we can actually capture them and add them to the show. He has a lot to say. We debated an, like an entire- Like The Office? Like when they do an, an um, they ever watch The Office? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. BC, mm -hmm. great job. And then also all the followers, everyone who, uh, who's who been with us from day one, thank you. Uh, the people that's just now joining, thank you. Uh, you know, I'm just excited about where the platform's at, where we're headed. You know, when you're a startup and you're building something from scratch, <clears throat> you know, there's going to be a lot of changes. Uh, I'm excited about what we're doing on On The Go. I'm excited about Paper Route. I, I, I look at Paper Route as a, a live rehearsal. We have so many different elements, so many different contributors, um, some cool contributors, and so many different things we, go, we want to do with Paper Route. We were able to take Paper Route on the, on the road and get Angel Reese. Mm -hmm. That was super dope, Ashley. Very was cool. on your first private plane. Yes, that was almost didn't make that. <laughs> yeah, why, you're all, you almost on. No, not, not the being late part, although I am notoriously always like 10 minutes late. Um, the flight back, we had some people that were a little nervous on that thing. Keon, Woo, Manderville, me and Brandon are having a full-blown conversation <laughs> on this private jet. Mind you, it wasn't the biggest. It wasn't like, you know, you, when you watch like Succession and it's one of it those big citation. boys. It was a citation. It was a small one. And, um, Brandon and I are having a full-blown conversation. The alarm starts going off for whatever reason. <laughs> the alarm. And we're having a convo, and everyone on the plane looks like they just saw a ghost. And Brandon and I finally, like, stop our conversation and look around the plane, and we're like, what What the hell is wrong with everybody? Like, what's going right, on? Right. Mandeville's like, get me off this plane. I'm not trying to die with y'all. <laughs> Woo looks like he, you know, saw... Your mom saw is using her breath techniques. My mom's doing her breathing <laughs> techniques. Um, uh, Nagin's in the corner praying. Keon's like, you know, all of a sudden an aviation expert and is like, oh no, the flap is down. We're good. We're, it was, it was, it was yeah. chaos. Oh, that's, that's what it was. It was like, is the flap supposed to be up or down? Yeah, and then that? Keon is like directing them. I'm like, Keon, do you have your pilot license? Like last time I checked, you don't know how to fly a plane. I'm oh, going to just sit this one out. Oh, yeah, that sweet. was funny. So anyways, uh, big thank you guys uh, for rocking with us. I know you guys asked about this hoodie, the sweatshirt that I've been rocking for the past six months or three months. Sorry, I don't know why I said six months. Can't count. Uh, but it's now available on our website. Go to houseofathlete.com. 
uh, you know, we need to do a giveaway as well. Yeah. Uh, Nagin, make sure we put together a giveaway. I feel like when you hit a million subscribers, you need to give away some shit. Mm. Let's just give away some shit. Let's I think it. we need to do that. Um, a lot to talk about. We have uh, Steven Jackson joining us, our basketball contributor. Uh, big basketball talk. We talked about this uh, a lot earlier, that this was probably going to be one of the greatest postseasons that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Ashley and I, Jack, we 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 had some strong words and an intense conversation yesterday regarding the Suns and the Nuggets. Can't wait to get your thoughts there. 76ers, James Harden. Can he keep this up? A lot to talk about there. And then there's some games we want to preview, but I'm going to pass it to you, uh, Corey, in the cut with one foot up uh, to get us into the show. Hey, that was actually a bar. I actually like that one. Yeah, I do sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, of course we're going to talk basketball. Even a little later, we're going to talk D-Hop and the latest update with him and also the Packers. They extended Jordan Love. But, no, nah, we got to start with we got to start with basketball. And we're going to start with uh, the game last night, right? So, Denver. They went up 2-0 on the Phoenix Suns, right? But it was the help of uh, Joker's big game. He had 39 points last night. Added 16 rebounds, 5 assists. The Nuggets won 97-87. to I got to ask, and and Stack, I'll start with you, right? Are the Phoenix Suns done after dropping game two? Um, I wouldn't just say done. I mean, you know, I've been in situations where we've been counted out and we didn't have a team like, like the Suns have. So I wouldn't say done. But I can't answer a question without saying what up to everybody. B, Ash, what's up, everybody? I ain't talked to you in a minute. I seen you, Ashley. Yeah, recently, I saw but, um, you, Zach. How are you? Glad yeah, you got all right. Back. Everybody okay. good. Everybody good. All right. I can cool. hold on. Before you go, I can hear it in your voice, bro. You little jet lag. You've been on the jet. <laughs> um, you've been in Houston. You've been in Vegas. You've been in L.A. You've been in Philly. Like, what city's next? What's been going on? Give us a quick update. Oh, man. All the first I can say, our lie is great. I'm thankful to have motion, you know what I'm saying, and, and to be busy, you know what I mean, and to have people that want to work with me and give me the opportunity. So I'm I'm just blessed, bro. But uh, next is um, L.A. for all the smoke. I have a viral event this weekend for Cinco de Mayo, St. Louis. And, you know, we got to get ready for this next big fight, uh, B. You know, um, mm. L. Spencer Bud Crawford. Oh, you going? I gotta take a picture of this three box. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, you know got? I'm going. Who you got? Early prediction or is it too soon? Nah, it's not early prediction. It's just me. You know me. I'm lawyer, B. Any if I'm I'm anyway I'm with you on this earth, you know I'm gonna have your back, and I'm the same way with everybody. I'm lawyer too. So uh, Earl Spencer's a Texas boy, so you know I'm gonna stay down. I'm not disrespecting Bud at all. He's a goat as well, but I'm just you know I just rock with who I rock with. It's gonna be a good one. I got another bag for that. Before you answer the question and get into basketball. Um, all the smoke. You talked about all the smoke. Can you give us um, any type of inside information on upcoming guests? Who are you most yeah. excited about? Yeah, give us something. Yeah, well, the, I'm excited. Uh, we got a good chance of getting Antoine Fuqua on our show Ooh. coming up. So we're excited about having him on the show. Wow. What's your first question? Uh, just his mind frame when it, when it goes into directing movies. And I know and ask him, do we do any psychedelics? When he when he get ready to do his movies, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I didn't you know you know I I didn't got into shrooms so. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh man, would you My, ever do microdose I- though? Microdose. Would you yeah. ever do ayahuasca? Absolutely not. Why? He's absolutely not. I, I, I'm not trying to go that far off. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought weed and ayahuasca was the same thing. Not, not nah, hell nah, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, man, let's get into some basketball. <laughs> All right, back to the question though. Um, <laughs> I don't think they've done because, like I said, I've been on teams where we were counted out and we was able to come back. Well, was able to come back and win. 
Um, I, I remember the year we won the championship um, with San Antonio. And game one, the first round, Steph Marbury hit a half-court shot at the buzzer for them to beat us in game one at home. You know, and that was devastating because we, we had the best team in the league and we had Tim Duncan and David Robinson. So it was kind of devastating, but we were able to win that series. You have Devin Booker and you have Ke uh, Kevin Durant. Those two guys can win one game for you or win two or three games for you. So I wouldn't say that they're out of it, but I would say this to Denver's credit, they're on a the mission. They understand what people's been mm -hmm. saying about Jokic the last few years, about how he's MVP and he can't get out the first round, da 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 but we got to remember the, um, Murray's been hurt the last two years. So they have something to prove. And I think I think they've been hearing the noise the last couple of years, and they're ready to shut everybody up. And this is a great way to start the series against the Suns. Mm, yeah, I agree. I mean, listen, I think that you can never count out a team that has Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. They're going to fight back. I just don't. And we had this conversation yesterday. Brandon notoriously mm -hmm. went on record and said depth does not matter. A bench does not matter when you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and CP3, who has a groin injury, who has probably the worst luck when it comes to the playoffs and that staying healthy. Um, also, the Suns bench scored a total of four points last night. Mm. That is a problem. Concerning. Now, again, the bench for the Denver Nuggets was not as um, intimidating as they could have been, but defensively, they made up for it. All the scorers minus one for the feet for the Denver Nuggets were in double digits. That helps. Jokic had the, the highest, you know, had the most points on the board. But as we saw in game one, they won when Jokic dropped 24. That is the definition of a complete deep roster. The Suns don't have that. And Stack, you and I went on record and said this weeks ago. That was going to be a problem. Maybe not in the first round, but as you get deeper into the playoffs, you start facing the better teams, the more complete teams. And it is hard to compete against a team like that when you don't have the weapons. Kevin Durant, yes, again, one of the best. Devin Booker, superstar. It is just not enough when you're going against a team that can hit you from multiple angles and whose superstar, Jokic, does not have to be the primary scorer every single night. I don't know what the Suns are going to do to combat that when they do not have the pieces. And now you're down one with CP3 probably being out for a few games or the entire series. Mm -hmm. You want to respond or you want me to go stack? Nah, I'm, I'm agreeing with him. Okay, you're agreeing with her. Because yesterday, you know, Ashley and I, we tend every once in a while to get into these heated conversations, debate. It's all love. We shake hands. We hug before we leave the studio, <laughs> right? And this was a huge uh, – this was probably our second major argument uh, on paper route. I don't know if it was an argument. You were just wrong and yeah. loud. I was loud and wrong. <laughs> I was loud. I was loud, but I wasn't wrong. Listen, <clears throat> so so – Here's what I heard you say. Mm -hmm. That they lost because of the Nuggets' depth. When did you hear me? Who said well, that? Well, you talked. That's what you just said, basically. Every, I mean, you're talking about, like, well, you get to the second round. Depth matters. Depth does matter. And I you can't talked that, you brought up. You brought up the Suns' points. They, the bench only scored four points opposed to the the Nuggets 13 points that they had or they scored their bench scored four points Brandon you don't think that's an issue uh so here here's here's what I want to say no I don't think it's an issue the issue for me stack and tell me if I'm wrong damn said, stack yeah, you that's what that you're that gonna face, do right? too damn stack more, you want some more smoke points, too more points coming from your bench is an issue bro okay all right Concerned. but here's the thing though stack 
if the bench matters, then why didn't Malone go to the bench? His starters, they played 183 minutes opposed to the Suns 169 minutes. And then when we're talking about the bench, we're talking about nine minutes. We're talking about nine points. <laughs> Rebounds was even. Nobody did nothing from deep. And then also, when you really look at it, to me, the problem was KD. He was he was two what was it uh, two for two twelve for from three yeah. from three. That was this that was the problem. And then when CP three did go down, which was a, a, something that we talked about, and this is something that happens every single postseason. You had Payne come in and he was super cold. He didn't do anything. <coughs> but when I look at this, that's what it came down. Both teams played amazing defense. Both teams. It was an awesome game. Joker took over in the second half. That fourth quarter was legendary. But at the end of the day, if the 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 Suns actually play better from deep, they have a chance to not only win the next game, but to win this series. But you the keep- difference in this series is the Suns from three. And the Suns, if you look at it statistically, and there's an amazing article on the Ringer breaking down where their shot selection comes from and, and, and how they play ball, but it's all mid-range. Even yesterday, if you if you watch the game, KD and Devin Booker put on a clinic, Ashley, when it, when it came from the mid-range, but they got nothing from deep. So if they want to win this game, they, they're going to have to figure out the three. If they do that, they'll be all right. Because that's one of the things y'all talked about yesterday, too, was the defense. The Nuggets are, are elite defenders, elite defenders. Man, please, man. Devin you Booker. cannot win a series, one without a bench, and solely relying on the three ball. That is what the saying, you live by the three, you die by the three. That ball is not going to always fall. How do you attack mid-range? How do you get points in the paint? What happens when your top scorers cannot go ahead and drop those double-digit games because they're being double-teamed by the defense. How do you combat when you take your Devin Booker or your Kevin Durant out of the equation, whether it's because of scheme or whether it's because they had a bad game? You cannot rely on two people and them having these ridiculous three-point games to win a seven-game series. That is not how it's done, and that is why Phoenix is hitting a wall. They do not have a way to combat their superstars not being able to do superstar things and that is not a knock to Kevin Durant and Devin Booker incredible players I will continue to say that but when you're going against a team that does not rely on Jokic to drop 40 to win because you have Jamal Murray you Jamal have Michael Murray Porter was 0 for 9 he had a, deep last night he that, had 10 points but that is what the definition of depth is he had a bad game and what happened Jokic picked up the slack down the stretch you had Aaron Gordon with big shots you had KCP with big shots. That is the definition of depth. You don't need to rely on one singular person to win. The Suns don't have that. If Devin Booker and Kevin Durant don't have big games, if they're is, not scoring 35 okay, I hear apiece, you. I hear you. All I'm saying, stacking, I'll throw it to you here. The numbers show that Malone didn't go to the bench. That's what the numbers because show. Because they weren't, they weren't scoring. So don't talk to me about depth. And, and, and here's my question for you, Stack. The numbers, that's what but the numbers they defa- I don't want to be. But they, he relied on them defensively. They weren't scoring, but they were the defensive threat. That is, Stack. the bench doesn't always have to put up points. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. Let me ask, let me ask Stack this question. Stack, big moment. It's playoff time, postseason. So the numbers to me show that Malone didn't go to the bench at all. He only played eight guys. Everybody else was, coach's decision did not play. The Suns, on the other hand, they played 11 guys, right? 
Now, I hear what Ashley's saying and talking about they contributed on the defensive side. But when you look at the starting five, uh, the Suns starting five to the Nuggets starting five, the Nuggets said, you know what? This is a big game. This is a big moment for us. I'm riding with my, my guys. That's what they showed. So when you talk about depth, it, to me, it wasn't about the depth. It was more so about their starting five and the biggest moment in the fourth quarter played better than the, the than the Suns. I think they went on 27 to 11. That's what it was. So my question for you, Stack, is this. When y'all get in these moments as NBA players, are, are the coaches or are, are, are the players, are y'all looking at each other saying, yo, the dogs need to step up and get the job done. I don't give a damn about everybody else. You break this down for me. Please help me out here because I'm struggling. Well, one thing is when playoffs start, the rosters go from nine to six or seven, right? Regular regular season, you play 10, nine to 10 guys all year round just to keep guys healthy and keep guys being able to play the whole season. Playoffs come, rosters drop immediately. Some some games you might not, you might only see six or seven guys play. You know, you might not see the whole roster. So the rosters drop second. When you have a guy like Aaron Gordon, who's a starter, but also he's showing that he's he's playing great defense on KD these first two games, you got to ride that. You got to let that go. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because your starter's going to play most of the minutes in the playoffs anyway. So both of y'all are right to a certain a certain extent. That he, he didn't go deep in his bench because the roster's short. He's only using six or seven guys, right? The starters are going to play most of the minutes in the playoffs. But at the same time, why play 11 guys when 11 you're playing 11 guys and nobody's getting the job done? You need to cut the roster down to six to seven guys that can play, that can get a rhythm, that can go in the playoffs, because if you play 11 guys, it's going to be impossible for everybody mm-hmm. to have a rhythm. In the playoffs, you got to play those seven guys that you know going to be there every night to get the job done. And Phoenix is not showing that right now. They're not showing any of that. I think for Denver, for the most part, the guys that he is are playing, they're coming out there, they're being effective and being a star in their role. They're doing what they need to do mm-hmm. to, to stay on the court. And for the short minutes they're playing, they're being super effective to be able to get these wins. Can they do it on the road? Will Phoenix play better on the road? We'll see. But right now, uh, Malone is calling every shot the, 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 the correct way he needs to call them to be up 2-0 in the series. Mm-hmm. I, I will say this, Ashley. Uh, watching that game last night, the Nuggets, for sure, is the better team, right? Now, I'm not getting, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not conceding to you when it comes to depth. All right, I want to get back to the game. Watching that game, man, and I'll be honest with you, this is my first time, like, really, really, really why sitting do you, down. Wait, let me ask you though, then, why do you think they're the better team? It's <laughs> if you're if you're not conceding with the no, depth converse, con- why, depth, why are they better? Here, here, here's this is what I was. This is basically what I'm saying, um, um, Stack. Right. This is our, this has been our conversation, mm. our debate over the last week or so. Right. Mm-hmm. It's come up a couple times before, but really gotten into it recently. My thing is when you have Kevin Durant and you have Devin Booker and you have an eight, and then we talked about CP3, but obviously went down last night. But when you have four guys like that. I don't give a damn about depth. You go get it done, right? By any means necessary. Just like you said. All right, we were we were 12 guys deep in the regular season, 15 guys deep in the regular season. Now, those six to seven to eight guys, y'all got to stand up and do y'all thing. And I, I went back and I looked at uh, uh, playoff, uh, career playoff points, uh, the top points, aver- the average points career-wise <laughs> Over the last 20 years, mm-hmm. 30 years, you have Michael Jordan, who averaged 29 or 33 points 
uh, 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 in a postseason, his mm -hmm. entire career, 179 games. And then you had number two, y'all got Allen Iverson. Y'all were just with him, mm -hmm. averaging 29 points. And then you have guys up there like LeBron James. You have uh, Kevin Durant. Even Steph Curry made his way up there as well. Even Devin Booker was in the top 10. So my thing is, in these big moments, the big players are going to do more. We saw that last night, and we'll, have, we'll, we'll, we'll get to this, but James Harden, no Embiid. He goes for 45. Why? Because he had to. So that's that conversation. But that, that, that doesn't take away from the Denver Nuggets. I still have two hold, questions. Hold that I... doesn't take away from the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to answer your question. Sorry, I'm long-winded. Okay. That doesn't <laughs> take away from the Denver Nuggets. When I watched the Denver Nuggets last night, right, like what Stack said, it's like they're on a mission. And it's more so Joker, even, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, K-something-P, what's his name? I, I'm sorry, I mess up, you know, I can't Pope, barely Kylo talk. Pope. Oh, my goodness. He was on a mission last night. He really was the difference maker in my eyes, right, in so many different moments. But the way they played the, the game, like everybody's getting a shot. It was like Joker is Drew Brees. What did you just say? The way they played the game. And then what was the sentence after that? You tell me. Everybody's getting a shot. He's making. He's everybody is getting a Ashley, shot. Let's get over this depth thing. They, that you, they, they, you, they, you, we're not talking about depth anymore. You just said it. We're talking about. We're talking about. There was only three guys that actually contributed Brandon, in a major way. You, I just, I, I started off this conversation asking you why are the Denver Nuggets better. And you said a bunch of things, and you because got to the point because of everybody offensively, was, defensively, why? everybody being in the same position. That is the, that's def not a de that's the definition of what? That's the definition of a deep team. That a is continuity team. basketball. That I'm is not a talking team. About, I'm not talking about. You literally are. You just said, I asked you, why are the Denver Nuggets no, the better no, team? No, you're not. You're not. We're not going to do that. We're, we're not talking. That's, that's, that has nothing to do with depth. It has everything to do with Joker playing joker basketball and taking guys like even murray like murray <laughs> we had this debate you know what i'm gonna get back to this Brandon, stat. i'm gonna get back to Brandon, this. No, you're no, not no. even hearing what you're saying I, I asked you why the denver nuggets were a better team and you went on playoff percentage because they're a better team no and then you said because everybody was getting a shot Offensively and defensively, everybody was contributing. That is the definition. No, it's of not a the definition of a deep team. team. No, it's not the definition of a deep team. How is that not? No, the definition it's not the of definition a of a deep team. How? It's it's about it's about the coach Malone putting people in position. He's one of the better coaches in the NBA. Okay, he makes adjustments. Okay, and then it's also about their offense, their defense, their schemes, their adjustments. That's what I mean by team. That's that's not that has nothing to do with depth. That's nothing to do with depth. The KD, okay. KD, and Devin Booker, them two, them two guys. If, if 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 KD actually hits a couple of those threes, they win the game. They win the game with all that other stuff being said. So, I also have another question for you. Who do you think? Stack, ask who do Stack, you, ask Stack no, is no, our basketball is, contributor. No, because He's you, there. He comes on once no, a week. You keep, <laughs> you keep saying his name, so I'm just curious. Okay. Who do you? Who do you think? I'm in the hot seat today. Who do you, Stack, you ain't helping me out at all. No, 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 because, uh, no, 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 no. Because, 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 you know what the commercials say? No, my brother, you got to be young. My my question. This is my last you, question for you, you, and then I'll, you then I'll let right. it go. Okay, I'll let it go because you keep bringing up his name. Okay. Who do you think DeAndre Ayton? is 
Who do I think he is? Do you think he's um he's a guy, he's a he's like, a guy he's a, who do you think he's he a is? guy the same thing that uh Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, uh and, and Kenny said uh last night. He should be averaging twenty and twelve. You, he should he, be averaging twenty you, and twelve. You, have you watched him play? He this should season? be averaging twenty and twelve. But have you watched him actually play it don't, this yes, season? Yes, yes, he should have be you? he should be averaging twenty and twelve. I answered the question. Can we move on now? Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't think you've actually watched him this season because you're putting a lot of stock into DeAndre Ayton, and that's no shade, but you're putting a lot of stock in DeAndre Ayton. Stack, this is what I'll throw to you. What I saw last night was Ayton head down on the defensive side, right? Now Joker got the best of him. Um, my question for you: When you have a guy like Ayton going against, you know, we're talking about the back-to-back MVP, right? He won't make it. He won't probably get it this year. That'll probably be Embiid. But when you have such a load on the defensive side, how much does that affect the offensive side? Um, that's basketball, though. You got to play offense and defense. I don't care who you guard. I mean, it, you got to be able to do do both, especially in games like this in a series like this against the number one seed. Um, Jokic is, is, you know, and that's easier said than done. But Jokic is a problem, man. You know, he's the back-to-back MVP for a, re- a reason. Uh, his footwork. And his moves around the basket is what separate him from a lot of big men. You know, I haven't seen a, a big man that's able to move and feet like that since DeMarcus Cousins. So, um, he's it's a hard task, but he has to do it. I mean, I you know, I just I always try to put myself in his shoes. And I remember when I had to go out Dirk in, in round one, Dirk was the MVP. You know, it was, you know, he was impossible to stop that year, but we found a way to do it, and we had to score a point. So, I don't, I don't like when people make the excuse, well, I got to guard him, and it took away from my offense. Yeah. The, putting the extra effort on defense is harder, and it might take away from your offense a little bit. But you got to find a way to do both. Yeah, real quick, Stuck, before we move on, what are going to be? What are the keys to success for the Suns if they hope to even the series this weekend in Phoenix? Um, they got to stop everybody. Stop everybody else from scoring. Um, that's that. That's a big part of the way Denver gets their wins. That uh, everybody's contributing. I think if they kind of try to stay home and everybody else, Yoke is going to get his points. You know what I'm saying? He, he gonna get he he gonna get all those uh, uh, spin layups and those little weird shots and threes. But those double team behind the back passes for layups and all that, they can cut that, that little stuff off. Especially being at home, they got a better chance to win the game. But um, they got to keep all those other guys, especially those bench guys, and uh, Murray's points down, and just try to let Jokic do the job and try to make everybody else just keep limited like two or three points. Yep, yep. We'll see game three Friday night. All right, moving on. Moving on to what was a big game in the Eastern Conference last night, right? So James Harden and the 76ers got it done over the Celtics in, in Boston, right? 119 to 115. But, yo, we got to look at this video of James Harden pulling up to TD Garden real quick. <laughs> you like that, Brandon? Oh my goodness! I love that. Yeah, yeah. Can we can we rate James Harden's fit last night before he uh, he dropped forty five on the Celtics? Look at that. He looks like the Cookie Monster. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, you know what they say, man? It's not what you got on; it's who got it on. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer. Whatever you want away, everybody ain't got to agree with it. But as long as you feel good, and hey, rock it. Uh. <laughs> right. So here's what I would say about fashion, right? Like, uh, he's making a statement. Um, He's, he will never wear this to live nightclub. He would never <laughs> wear this to booby trap. Um, Stack, have you ever been to booby trap? Do you know what booby trap is or Club trap. 11 in Miami? I, I have no idea what you're talking about, B. Okay, <laughs> Magic City. <laughs> Strokers. <laughs> now, now, now you wore my category. <laughs> well, listen, he's never going to wear it there. It's like, you know, that tunnel walk says a lot of things. 
um, I give them a 10, right? Because that's the time to try stuff and to go over the top. So I'm going to go with 10. But I wouldn't wear that anywhere outside <laughs> of going to a football game, a basketball game, or some type of red carpet. Sheesh. What do you think? What'd you give them? I personally don't like it. But like Stack said, I don't have to like it. I'm not wearing it. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll tell you what. I, it's not, like it's not, it's not personally my thing, right. but again, I didn't have to wear it. So if he likes it, I love it. There right. you go. Yeah. And, and Corey, yeah. I'm going to throw it to you. I know you want to get into basketball yeah. talk, but I just want to give you a nice little, uh, alley-oop real right, quick. Right. You see what I just did there? Alley-oop. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that uh, right. uh, uh, James Harden, depleted, <laughs> de- depleted Philadelphia team, right? Yeah. Uh, Nine-point underdog. They yeah. went into this game a nine-point underdog. No depth at all, but they found a way to win. So uh, what's the question? They did. Now, so the question, and, and we can start with you, Stack. Are you concerned uh, for the Celtics after dropping game one without Joel Embiid in the lineup? Yeah, that, I mean, that was, a, that was a big win for Philadelphia. Mm. Uh, even I stand corrected. I, I didn't think James was a 40-point player um that he used to be in Houston, in Houston right. and he can do that in the playoffs in the big stage without him be considering the player he's been all year he's toned his shots down to be a 20 and 10 guy you know he led the league in assists so um I didn't think he could be that player again but he 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 proved me wrong he proved me wrong so I stand corrected he went out there and had a big playoff game 40 plus in Boston to win a big series without his best player um so Boston is in trouble because you, you give him Embiid more time to get healthy because you know when he comes on the court, he's going to be the best player. He's going to be unstoppable on that court. So with James getting getting rolling like this, getting 40-point games, possibly have another big game against Boston, whether they win it or not, he's 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 playing like the old James. He get that feeling going, and the B come in healthy. That's a big problem for Boston. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we, we definitely saw Harton turn back the clock last night. Yeah. Ashley, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, listen, it definitely was surprising. I thought Boston was going to go ahead and not easily, but – somewhat easily uh, go ahead and, and secure that win. They were cooking on all cylinders. It's not like they didn't have a good game. Um, James Harden just had a vintage performance. I will say playing devil's advocate, though, <clears throat> we have seen performances in small spurts like this from James Harden where you think, oh, he's turned back the clock. James yeah. Harden of Houston is back. Regular season, Houston, James Harden is back. And he's not able to do it consistently, which ultimately you know, proves to be a reason why he never advances past a certain point. So for me, I need to see it again to really believe it. It doesn't necessarily have to be a breakout of 40 points, but I need to see a consistent James Harden performance night in and night out, especially when you don't know when Embiid's going to go back, going to be back if he's back at all. Mm. Um so I think that it was great to see cuz you know he's still capable. I don't think any I mean, I agree with Stack. A lot of us didn't think he was still capable of that. So I think it was great to see that he's still capable. I just need to see it consistently in some regard. There's a few things that jumped out to me uh, watching this game. Um, Has nothing to do with basketball. Uh, After the game, after they won, James Harden yelled at his teammates, get off the court. Yeah. Right? And then also during the game on the bench, you saw P.J. Tucker, and there's a clip going viral of P.J. Tucker telling, you know, asking one of his teammates, what the F are you thinking or doing something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and what that tells me is um, the intensity, uh, the, the, you know, the want to, uh, the desire, right? And it's similar to what you said earlier, Stack, with the Nuggets, right? Like they're on a mission. And so there, there's something special about a team that's on a mission. 
and and it seemed like the 76ers wanted it more than the Celtics last night. Mm-hmm. Now, if they can carry that and get uh, Embiid back, I don't know what percent he'll be able to play at, they have a chance to win um, this series for sure. No, I mean, they definitely – I mean, Boston should be a little bit – I'm not going to say that they should be highly concerned. Right. I still I still favor them to win this, especially if Embiid doesn't come back. And if he does come back, you don't even know what version or what percentage of Embiid you'll get. But Boston should be looking at themselves like, how the hell did we allow this right, to happen? Right. Mm-hmm. You have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, one of the best tandems in the NBA. You have, um, I believe, what did he just win? Uh, most improved player? Um, uh uh, Brockton? Yeah, did he just win MIP this year? No, Lark, I'm not uh, sure. Uh, Lori Marketing. Oh, so he, but he yeah. won something. Six man? Oh, he, just six, he won six man yeah, of the year. Brockton, yeah. You have Brockton. the six man of the year on your roster. You have the form, uh, last year's DPOY on your roster. Hmm. And you couldn't go ahead and beat a Joel Embiid-less 76ers right. team. They need well, to go and be in that film room figuring out what the hell did we do wrong. Well, well yeah, they, go ahead, Stack. They, they didn't pay attention to detail, as you right. You right. They definitely in that film room. They they upset with uh, the way they paid attention to detail in the game plan. They didn't stick to it. You cannot possibly just have James Harden on that court with a whole bunch of guys that that really can't uh, make plays for themselves. Besides Maxi, um, you got to really pay attention to him and make other guys beat you. You can't let James go for a forty-point night for Game One without Embiid. That just can't happen. Now, it's scary because you know, like I said, Embiid's gonna come back and and they, and they can be a dangerous team. But for the most part. They look. They in that film right now, looking like we let one get away from us. Mm. How did we let it happen, and what can we do to correct that? Because it's a harder series now. We put ourselves in a big hole. At home, no less. <laughs> right. You lost at home. Right, right. You let didn't me, even lose on the road. Stack, let me ask. Let, let me ask you and Ashley this. Um, James Harden made a comment after the game where where he talked about, you know, look, I know I can have a forty point night, but you know when I was doing that in Houston. Everybody said I can't win this way, and everybody was talking about me. Mm-hmm. Then I change mm-hmm. up my game, and I start being more of a distributor. Now people are saying I can't score, right? So which one is it? Um, mm-hmm. Do you think when he left Houston, he actually uh, was intentional on changing his game and trying to f- be more of a fac- facilitator than a scorer? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he has. And before I ask you a question, let me go back to when you said he was telling his teammates to get off the court. I admired that because he's had those moments where he had success in big games in the playoffs and didn't get anywhere. He's focused on getting that chip and getting that burden off his shoulder because that's what he's thinking about. And he's trying to keep those guys focused on the big mission. This is one win. We need 15 more to be champions at the end of the season. So let's stay focused. So I respect him on that. But I think I definitely think he changed his game um, to not only um, cater to what people were saying, but to also um, – to try to help the teams that he was on because the roles couldn't be the same. Once once he left the Rockets, his role had to change. But for me, I think he cares too much. James mm-hmm. is going down as one of the best players yeah. to ever touch a basketball, a Hall of Famer, uh, one of the best scores we've ever seen touch a basketball. I think he cares too much. I think at this point, just play your game, go out there, and, and, and be the best teammate you can be, right? I didn't care about what people said about me outside of basketball because I knew at the end of the day it's they're going to they're going to love me when I'm playing good and they're going to hate me when I'm playing bad. You know what I'm saying? So, 
And James is a 10 times a better player than I ever could be. So for him, he should just need to focus. And I think he's off to a great start. Just focus on doing what he got to do. But mm. can he do that is the big question was that Ashley said and what everybody is, keep, is going to keep saying. Can he do that same thing with Embiid to get a championship, you know, besides just doing the one game? So, Ashley, let me start with you and Stack. You can follow up if you want to. So if uh, James Hart was intentional uh, in changing his game and being more a facilitator, right? And I don't know why. Maybe he was trying to think about longevity and extending <laughs> his career or this is the way to win a championship. Um, now that he had that moment, and he also said, like, look, I haven't felt that or been in that zone in a very long time. I know as a football player, it could be different for a basketball player or maybe another athlete, but when you feel that, it's like when you get in that zone, you can you can stay there for a couple of games. You can stay there for a longer stretch. Do you think James Harden can actually carry this through the rest of this series and maybe even longer if they get past them, Ashley? That's the biggest question mark because we haven't seen James Harden do what James Harden can do consistently. And it goes back maybe to a lot of what Stack was saying. He cares too much about the perception of his game, right? You have to just play the game that got you to where you are. And maybe it's, you know, making slight adjustments here and there. Maybe he does have to balance a little bit, be a little bit more of a facilitator and a little bit more of a scorer at 50-50, maybe 60-40. But you can't lean towards one side more than the other so drastically that it changes your game. The 76ers need him to be a scorer, especially with Joel Embiid coming back. He's not going to be 100%. He needs the help. And in order to get that help, James Harden has to be the one to step up to the plate. Yes, you have Maxi. Yes, you have other pieces here and there, but they're not James Harden. So he needs to do what James Harden can do, but he needs to do it consistently. And that's the biggest question mark is can we get what we saw or even a fraction of what we saw? Again, when Embiid comes back, he may not be able to go for 40. Maybe he'll give you a 30-point game. Maybe it'll be a 25-point game, but he's out there, you know, swishing and dishing and assisting and doing things like that. You need to give me a version of that consistently mm -hmm. every night so, in this series to win. Otherwise, the 76ers are in trouble. So, so Stack, before we go uh, to the previews of tonight's games, big games tonight, let me ask you this question. Um, as a player, someone who's been in this position before several times, I see you. You ain't see Stack. You saw what he did, and nobody even said anything. Stack, can you put up your hand? Can you show your hand real quick? I saw it. You ain't see I, the light flex? I saw it when he first got oh, on. I hey, peeped. I peeped. Stack, I peeped. hold on. Put it up real quick. I peeped. Stack. I peeped. <laughs> right. uh -huh. That boy got two of them things, uh -huh. boy. I peeped. Oh, my goodness. That's a whole nother question. Um, so let me ask you this question first. Um. Have you ever seen a guy in James Harden's situation where it's like, you know, he's towards the end, he's a Hall of Famer, he still got he still contribute to play at a high level, but he's not in his prime. Have you ever seen a guy get into the postseason, get in the zone, and carry it, you know, until they were finished, right? And, and the reason why I'm asking that question because I want to know if James Harden could potentially keep this pace up. Yeah, I've I've definitely seen guys do it. You know, I have seen Kobe do it. Mm. You know, I seen I, I seen I seen a lot of guys do it past past their prime. You know, we we watching the best longevity play ever in LeBron. He doing it past his prime. So uh, uh, James Harden can definitely do it because he just showed us. But like the question is consistently, and and then that's gonna always be the biggest question. We know he did it in Houston. We know he did it for a long stretch, but he didn't do it with a player like Embiid. He's never had a player like Embiid. He's played with a lot of All Stars, but it's not like Embiid. So 
it's, it's, it's really on him, man, to go out right. there and see if he can do it. But at this age, you know, we have seen it done before, and I don't think James is, 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 no, is no different. He can go out there and do it as well. All right, let me do this, uh, Corey, before we start previewing these games uh, tonight. Ashley um, and Stack, y'all got to do this. So who wins this series? Who y'all putting your money in? Make a bet right now. Give me I'm, the bet. Give me I'm the bet. St- I'm, I'm still leaning towards Boston because of what they have. Um, but they gotta, they gotta, they they Ashley, gotta stop. Ashley. They have to stop playing down to their <laughs> Ashley, competition. My Ashley, money's on Boston, though. Ashley, I know you're like me. It's Boston. You, you don't bet a lot. You don't bet. I'm a not lot. betting. <laughs> I'm not betting. Well, I don't, I'm, get I don't, you. I'm trying to get. I'm trying bet. to get Ashley to bet stack. <laughs> All right, you got a hundred bucks. All that other stuff. Bo- this is my not the time to Boston. give me your deep analysis of it's basketball. All, I just said my money's on Boston, but they okay, need to great. stop playing down to the competition. <laughs> they did I it bet. with Atlanta. They got to right. stop doing it. My money's on Boston, though. Stack, you look like a guy who uh, at times, you know, you like a card guy. You like you might play a little Blu-ray. You might play a little blackjack. What's your what's your game? Do you play a little dice? What's your game? Do you gamble at all? What do you do? I don't gamble at all. See, I'm Muslim, it's so you. It's You're the only degenerate here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you but, if you did, but if you, I'm go I'm going with Boston. I'm going with mm-hmm. Boston. I, I think they they a team that makes better adjustments. They got a um they got more experience. Just like the Warriors, people counted the Warriors out when they lost to uh, Sacramento. You know, mm-hmm. but the War the most experienced team mm-hmm. won that series. I think Boston is in the same position. They're the more experienced team. Yeah, if, if I I still think if Embiid comes back, that they'll figure it out. They they have a deep enough roster. They have two guys that can wrestle with Embiid the whole game, and they're a smart enough defensively-minded team to pull this series out. So even though they lost the first game, I'm still going Boston. Mm, okay. We shall see. We shall see. All right, like Brandon alluded to, we're going to preview tonight's games. First game of the night, Heat versus Knicks, game two. Heat took game one. Knicks looking to even up the score in game two. Uh, Stack, what were some of your biggest takeaways from game one, though? What are, what are you going to be looking at heading into this game, too? Well, the Knicks didn't have Randall. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that, that was that was big for them. They're all-star. They didn't have them, so I don't know if he'll be back uh, for game two. Um, but um, Jimmy Butler was the big difference, of course. The best player on the court. He dictated the pace of the game. Uh, he got players' shots. Um, the, just him being on, on, on that team and... and Coming out there with the effort he plays with is contagious to everybody else on the team. And as you also seen, you seen the the um, already NBA champ Kyle Lowry step up, and a lot of his um, experience showed on the road in New York Game One. So uh, they have the more experienced team. They got two guys that's been there, that's tested. So um, that's what I seen. I just I just seen the more experienced guys, the more hungrier guys. The more, um, the more about the the team that had the highest basketball IQ in the playoffs um, shine in the Madison Square Garden game one, and I think that's going to happen game two again. I think Jimmy's going to have a bigger game, and the supporting cast is going to be more relaxed this time, not as nervous, and have a better game. And they're going to go, they're going to leave going back to Miami 2-0. I hope not. <laughs> I <really laughs> hope not. Um, I think that the Knicks will make better adjustments now. <clears throat> excuse me. I am concerned, though, there was a report that Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle might not be available for game two. If that is the case, the Knicks Ooh. lose this game. Now, if that's the case and Jimmy Butler doesn't play, the Knicks can still win this game. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot riding on this situation. Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler, they say, is going to be a game-time decision. You won't really know until close to tip-off. You know if, him, no ass. He's probably he going to play. He's probably gonna play. <laughs> now, if he does play, now... Julius Randle is still a big question mark. Jalen Brunson, I'm talking to you. Look at me, okay? I know you got a sore ankle. 
everybody got to source something. It's the playoffs. Thanks. I need you out there. All right. <laughs> if, if, if Jimmy's out there, I need you out there. All right. Everyone got to source something. My back hurts. My neck hurt. My ear hurt. My foot hurts. My toe hurts. My finger hurt. Go out there and play. You got three, four games Ashley. before you got to play again in Miami. I need you out there. Ashley, let's mm -hmm. fast forward. Uh, let's fast forward five years from now. Yes. Okay. Five years from now, you're married. Uh-huh. You have a five baby. years from now. How am I? Thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-five. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't see yourself married at thirty-five? That's mm, a little soon. All right, thirty-six. Mm. Come on, Ash, you can do it. Ashley, you can do a it. Hey, Ashley, say she out here living. Let, <laughs> her, let, her, let, her, live. let her live. I love it. All right, thirty-six. You're married, Ashley. Uh -huh. Boom, you pop out a baby nine months later. Okay, it's a Damn. boy. It's a boy. I'm look the way you just talked to Buddy. I'm like, damn! I'm like, I can, I can, I can picture you at your son's basketball oh, game. Your going, can you give me how you're going to be if your son goes listen, down on the court? Or I am going to be the insane basketball mom. I'm telling you right now. Like, I'm going to be the mom who's arguing with the ref, asking if he's blind. Did you not see what we see? Like, it's it's going to be like, it's going to be. I'm going to be like be, Stack was when he was coaching the game oh, at the Iverson Classic. Oh man, I was going. Clip. I wish he had that clip. Stack, why you talk to them boys like that in the locker room, bro? Hey, but hey, you know what, B? It was real tough. It resonated. We went in halftime, down 20, X Ash. They, they did. Fought, they, they came, came out halftime and fought back, and we got, we got the game to two points, you know. But the, you know, it was an exciting game. I just I just try to teach those kids from what I know what got me to the next level, and you know, it resonated to a lot of those kids because a lot of those kids are from the areas we from. Mm, I love that. That was great, bro. Was I love what message. you said to them too. Was like. What I'm telling you, they not going to tell you. When y'all get to college, mm -hmm. they going to just look for the next person, put you on the bench, or get you out of there, right? So I love mm – -hmm. um, bro, you have the – bro, bro. people, listen, you have everybody's ear, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm proud of you, bro. I love you, man. And we don't say that love enough. Too, Give each bro. other uh, their, their flowers, man. Like, you know, you've been able to stay – The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. 
Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Feeling authentic. Um, stay true to yourself. Um, and, and still have the respect and people in the streets to the people in the boardrooms, bro. Everybody love you, man. So, you know, big big ups to you, bro, for for real. And I love y'all. I appreciate it, B. Yeah. Um, I think we have one more game to preview before we let Stack go and uh, add some more shoes to his. Um, is that a closet or is that <laughs> like a, what is that? Is that do you call that a closet or is that just it's flight club? Yeah. What is that? Is that a shoe <laughs> store? What, what, what is this? Uh, it's a room that I had to use to put shoes because I don't have too many rooms for shoes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about have you ever thought about starting your own like <clears throat> you know consignment store? Is it a consignment store? Why would he store, do that? Shoe store. No. Uh, Fat Joe has one. A lot of guys do it. Joe Hayden has one. I think Joe. No, Fat Joe has an actual store. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, up yeah. up up NYC. Yeah. You, can you see yourself getting into that business? No, I can't. Why? I like my shoes. I'm like you know I I I do big giveaways. Why giveaways? Probably like. 3,000 shoes every couple of years. So, you know, but for the most part, I love Ooh. my shoes, bro, because I like I like to look nice and I like to have options. Ooh. Well, listen, first off, you don't have to give away your own shoes, but I, I Stack, let, you should do it. I think you should open up your own store. You don't have to... You don't have to put your personal collection there, but I think everybody would support your store. I think you should look into it. And it's organic. Okay. You love shoes. Um, you talked about a giveaway. We hit a million subscribers this past Hey, week. I'll give away past shoes. Thank to you. That's the, what I was going to ask. Who, yes. Who, 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 who is the million subscriber? Well, Can we, we gotta, find that out? Let's do this, Stack. Let's do this. Let us put together a, give, a giveaway challenge. Okay? So let okay. us put our heads together over the next day or two, and then we'll come back out. And, and, and we'll figure out, you know, the details and who we're going to give it to. But do you have a pair of shoes that you you, you have in mind? Yeah, I do. I'm gonna grab one right now. Ooh, what do you think, Ash? This it's is probably dope. it's definitely Jordans, obviously. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ones, maybe. He's probably gonna get some ones away. Yo, how about we give these away? Ooh, Ooh what's those? Yo, they, and they and they brand new. He ain't even worn. No lace, nothing. Haven't been laced up yet. Yo, that's we're gonna dope. give we're gonna give these away. Nice. Wow. You know what? I'm gonna add something to that giveaway too. I'm gonna figure it out. You I appreciate a, you. You want to add one of your Rolexes to it? No, no, I can't do that. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> you, know how, you know how I started my Rolex collection? Mm-mm. Uh, every time I made a Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. I would use the money I, that they would give us for the Pro Bowl to buy a watch. Smart. Nice. So that's Smart. what I did. Nice. So I ended up, you know how many I ended up with? Um, Seven. Very cool. Very oh, good. Right. But you know, you're one nice. off six. It's six. Oh. Six okay. things. You, hey, you think highly of me outside <laughs> of talking about basketball. <laughs> it is. That's my dog. It's true. Hey, anything <laughs> hey, I know how to get under Ashley's skin. Before we move on to this last preview and, and, and uh, let you go, Stack, um, are you on my side or Ashley's side when it comes to this whole bench uh, conversation? Be for real, Brennan. No, I mean, real, I, it was let clearly, me. it was clear as day that I was with Ashley. I mean, clear as day. Like, like, what on. about the numbers, though, Stack? Like, Jesus. they're starting five. You know, they played 183 minutes, and then you had the it, Suns. It won't be like you know, like when 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 they that's called riding away. They, they was playing well right now. Two or three guys you had them, but the guys that's playing, you got to keep them in there, keep it going. But I guarantee you, when it comes said all said and done, those bench players gonna have a big difference in the series. Gonna make mm-hmm. a big difference in the series. Okay. Yeah. All right. Can you do this for me, Ashley? 
Can you stop like looking at me crazy when we're no. having these debates? <laughs> <laughs> What's that next game we previewing? I cannot do that, sir. Sorry. We actually we actually got some breaking news, right? So before we actually preview the next game, according to Shams, Grizzlies are not looking to bring back guard or, or uh, yeah guard Dylan Brooks under any circumstances. Is that a surprise to you? <laughs> under any circumstances. Is that breaking you know, news? Yeah, yo, yo, but they said under any circumstances that they they like they just don't they don't want to bring Dylan Brooks back. Yeah. That's you, not, you said a it's not a surprise. Not a not a surprise to you stack. I, I just I just for me I think it's bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I guess I, I guess if you offend LeBron everybody get mad. I guess when you compete against LeBron everybody get mad. Yeah, he yeah he got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he might say some things, but he ain't the first player to do that. Mm -mm. Right. Ron Artest did it. I did it. Draymond does it. Like, I, I, I don't I don't understand. I guess I guess he poked the wrong bear, but um, I don't I don't agree with that shit. I don't agree, I don't agree with them coming out and saying that shit. Baltimore did the same shit with with uh, with uh, Lamar Jackson. Tried to come out and demean him so nobody else wouldn't sign it. When nobody else wants to sign him. I've been in those shoes where people try to demean your character and say these certain things about you and don't understand that this guy just like playing the game a certain type of way. He play hard. Is, is he the most talented player? No. But he competes. He's in the NBA for a reason. Y'all signed him. Y'all brought him there for a reason. But don't demean him now because he said some things or he might have ruffled y'all feathers. Okay, what would have been better for me? For Memphis, for Memphis to come out and say, you know what? We can't have Ja going doing all this and Dylan. We have to get we have to get rid of one of them for the betterment of our organization. But don't just try to single Dylan Brooks out just because he played the game a certain way with a chip on his shoulder to make it seem like he's a bad guy and we just gonna come out and say we don't want to bring him back at all. I think that's bullshit on their behalf. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think he I think I think there's some truth to that. I think that he he um contributed to an unnecessary distraction when the team was already dealing with a lot. And that's, obviously, and Ashley, you, you, you put that in the best way. I couldn't say it in those words, yeah. but that's exactly what I was trying to you say. Can't, you can't get rid of John Morant, <laughs> obviously. And Dylan Brooks went ahead and contributed to the distraction of the Memphis Grizzlies. And also, not only did he contribute to the distraction, but he didn't contribute on the court. So it's a double, mm -hmm. it's a double whammy. Mm -hmm. Now, had he gone ahead and poked LeBron and the Grizzlies advance, this wouldn't be a conversation. Yeah. But Facts. you poke LeBron, you poke this one, you poke that one, and now you're being sent home. The teams, you know, one, two, three, Cancun, and the teams <laughs> that you poked are still in the playoffs. Right. He, it just his whole yeah. trash talking mantra, you know, just his whole trash talking. Um, um, personality just backfired because he didn't produce. And I think yeah. that's what the mm -hmm. biggest X on him is for the situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why when people try to compare them type of guys to us when we was in the league, nah, you can't, you, you never, they can never be us because we play, we started the two way shit. Mm -hmm. We played defense and offense and we backed it up. We ain't just talking, we walked it. So, it, that, and that's the difference. I say too many guys um, play come through their mouth and not in their game. You know, it's a lot of guys like that. A lot of guys like to talk it, but they don't back it up in their game today. Back then, we backed it up. You you know Ron Tess is going to talk to you crazy, elbow you in the mouth, but he's going to stop you from getting 30 and give you 30. I've seen mm -hmm. it happen to too many stars. A lot of the top players in the game who they was on the commercials and all that, Ron shut them down and, and gave them 30. But the lead didn't talk about it because Ron let you know he was doing it. He wasn't quiet about it. Hey, one of the things that I thought was uh, extremely entertaining, uh, Stack, during the last series, the Grizzlies and the Lakers was the 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 pre the pregame chance. 
Did you guys hear him? And I'm I, I'm I'm about to chop up what they were saying, but it was like Shanghai Warriors. Duh, 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 duh. Mm-hmm. Did y'all hear him say uh, Shanghai uh, Warriors or Shanghai Sharks? There it is. They were oh. saying Shanghai mm-hmm. Sharks, right? Basically saying that Dylan Brooks, that's where he's going to be playing oh. next year. So, oh, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 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 my question for you him. is, what's next for Dylan Brooks? Dang. I mean, we. We've seen players get blackballed. You know, I, I, I pray to God this ain't the situation because he's an NBA for a reason, so he still has a lot of great years left. He's one, he's a great defender. You know, uh, he's one of those guys that get under people's skin, so he belongs in the league. That's not a question. But they, we've seen guys get blackballed. You know, we've seen all the teams bind together and turn against players. You know, we've seen it happen too many times, especially guys like Dylan Brooks that, are, that don't march to the beat of the drum that they want you to march to. So, um it could happen. He could be done. But, I, you know, like I said, I pray to God, a guy like that who I love to watch play, who takes pride and passion on both ends of the court, I like to see guys like that because too many guys friends today. Shanghai yeah. Sharks. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Everybody try to send somebody to China. Like, that's like a, hey, people, they got a statue of Stefan Marbury in China. Don't try Ain't it. Ain't nothing wrong with China. Yeah. Listen, yeah. No you can make, you can make big bread. Right Listen, T-Mac. Uh, Marbury, AI, they'll never go broke because they got love in China like nobody's business. Don't sleep on China. Listen. And, China, and China's well, big. China's basketball is huge in China. So that's mm-hmm. where he's going to be. Shanghai, sure. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but you know what? A lot, a lot of people will, will try to demean that, and they can't, even make, they can't even make the church league or the YMCA league. So if, 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 if his career comes to that, then the, he's still better than – 90% of the world in basketball. You know what I mean? It happens. A lot of us started off overseas. You know, so so it, it, it's not a knock. It's not a knock to him. We'll take, you him, know, we'll shit take happens. him on the Nets. We'll take him on the Nets. We need a defender. I yeah. like where we're at right now. Just Corey, Spurs like the, guys like the, that, too. What's the next game we preview? We're not <laughs> talking about Brooklyn. Good, luck, good luck to Dylan Brooks. <laughs> in some NBA colors next season. But, all right, yeah, we got game one, Lakers versus Warriors, right? And LeBron James versus Steph Curry, a matchup we're, you know, all too familiar with, but for the first time in the Western semifinals. Mm. So, I mean, I got to ask, and Stack, of course, we'll start with you. What would the Lakers have to do if they wish to advance to the Western Conference Finals? And I'll ask the same about the Warriors, too. Well, Anthony Davis got to be Anthony Davis. You know, we know LeBron's going to do what LeBron can do. He's going to be the most all-around complete player on the court. Uh, I think it's going to be to which team pays attention to detail the best. And if um, Draymond can do it, and Looney can do a great job on Anthony Davis. Uh, For the most part, Golden State has to basically keep LeBron going left and try to continue to make him finish left and make plays going left. If you let LeBron go right, he's going to dominate the game and you ain't going to have a chance to win because he's he's the probably the best passer we've seen ever in basketball at that size. Um, his IQ is through the charts, and uh, you have to really stick to your game plan and, and try to – you can rattle AD, you know, you can rattle that DNB physical him, but you got to just make LeBron go left the whole game and try to take him off his game and make him do things different. For the Lakers – um, I think it's going to be their supporting cast. We know LeBron is not the best defender. Uh, yeah, he, he's good at blocking shots. AD's great at blocking shots too. But I think the supporting cast with chasing Steph and Clay around, with um, with, uh, with being able to uh, to uh, limit Jordan Poole from having big games, the supporting cast is going to have to be really on point defensively to win this series for for the Lakers. But it's it's both teams are coming off. Uh, good series, you know. The, the Warriors come off of a, a, a high game seven with Steph going coming off fifty points. Uh, Bron and, 
had a tough series with all that talking and up and down going against uh, Memphis. So both teams are feeling good. It's going to be a great series. They both have a, a championship experience on this team. Obviously, championship experience with both coaches as well. So uh, it's going to be a great series. And um, I think, uh, you know, I, I said Golden State in five to win the whole thing. Mm. I think Golden State will win this series in probably six. Mm. Wow. Mm. wow. Yeah. No, I agree. I, my money's on um, Golden State. I think Jordan Poole's going to have to show up. He was mm-hmm. missing in action against that in that Sacramento series, which is completely unacceptable, yeah, especially facts. fresh off of an extension. You can't have that kind of performance when we need you the most. Um, I think that Clay Thompson's going to have a better showing. Also, he was a little up and down in Sacramento. I think the Splash Brothers will be alive and well. I do agree with Stack. Listen, Anthony Davis has to be consistent, and that's been the biggest mm-hmm. strike against him this season because I say it all the time. When Anthony Davis is on, he is on. He is unstoppable. Mm -hmm. But when he is off, you feel it, and that team feels it drastically. If he is not on his game, and he is not on his game consistently in this series, the Lakers are going to have a problem. They need him, and they need him in every single way possible. He can't mail it in. He can't give me 40 one night. He can't give me 30 one night and then just give me like 10. It's not going to work. The mm-hmm. Warriors have championship DNA. They know how to flip that switch when it need, when it means the most. They have Looney on the boards who look like the second coming of Dennis Robin was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, yeah. You have Wiggins, who, yeah, may not have the latitude that he once had, but he's still, you know, somebody that you have to look out for. They have so many players on that team that you have to guard, that you have to worry about, because any one of them can go off at yeah. any given time, that any Anthony time. Davis cannot be the thing that brings this Lakers team down. Right. They will not survive it. Yeah. Listen, what, what I'll add to this conversation is this, is the, the Lakers have to play their best basketball uh, to get it done. And this is what I was trying to talk say earlier when we were talking about the Nuggets. So, Ashley, please don't bring up this depth thing, okay, again, where, where I'm about to go. Um, <laughs> but the Warriors are a lot like the Nuggets, right? Like, everybody knows their role. Everybody's in position. They're so efficient. So even on, like, a, a B night for them, they still can beat the, the Lakers or any other team if they're not on their A game, right? Um, this reminds me a lot, and it's – the series is actually closer or the the matchup is, is is actually closer than what the series I'm about to talk about. Remember the Cavs and the Warriors where LeBron, he had uh, um, Team Swish, right? J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. I, mean, I think Kevin Love may have went down. Uh, Kyrie Irving may have went down or, or some type of combination of those guys, but they still had an opportunity to win. They should have won that if J.R., hit that shot, and then didn't make that one mistake. So I say that because a LeBron James team on their A game, AD on his A game, everything you guys just said, they could be in this game. They could be in this series in a major way. So um, I'm excited about this series. You know, is this a real rivalry? You know, I keep hearing this thing, like, oh, it's a rivalry, LeBron James and, and, and Steph Curry. I mean, kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. Kate, uh, Clay Thompson, I believe, grew up going to Laker games. He's from that area, I believe. So right. um, he said he's been winning 12 years for this. 
Um, you know, Draymond and, and LeBron have that clutch relationship, so that's going to be interesting. Steph, I mean, I wouldn't say it's very like, interesting. I wouldn't say it's like a look very, very interesting. Steph, who, 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 um, did you see the? Hold on, who, can we time what, what, out for a second? The, the clutch relationship. Can I just say, Draymond? I am so disappointed in him. There was a report that came. About. There was a report that came out yesterday that this man actually requested days off. Right to go ahead and be able to see LeBron potentially break the scoring record. Draymond, you play for the Golden State Warriors. Are you <laughs> insane? Who requests days off from his own team to, to go watch another man break a like scoring that. record? I see Stack doing something like Stack that. Stack would never do Listen, that as me, an active player. Are you here, crazy? Here's my argument to why Stack would do this. I don't right. believe it. No, he wouldn't. Let's, let's take Matt Barnes. No, he wouldn't. Let's take Matt Barnes for example right <laughs> Matt Barnes if he's in that same position I know y'all relationship is tighter now and post-career because everything you guys are building together all the smoke and some other projects you guys are working on but let's say that same relationship existed in the NBA stop shaking your head like you gotta hear my <laughs> argument first you gotta hear my argument first you're so real you're so real you wouldn't want to be with your partner in his biggest one of his biggest moments in his career hey Tim Duncan has broken records when we was playing and I didn't show up one thing about it bro is if I'm on the team and I'm not on your team and you're doing some amazing things, that has nothing to do with the situation I'm in. The guys that I'm with now deserve my loyalty. Now, the only reason why I didn't really ride Draymond is because Draymond is a leader in doing some things that I wish I could have done when I was playing. For example, he wasn't just going to the game as a fan. He was going to work with TNT. Right, mm-hmm. and that's what he, and that's something he's been building, you know, his whole career to work with TNT and work with TNT after. So I get that side of it to be able to to leave your team and to work on TNT on that game. I think that was a good look for him for for his uh, media side of things. But so as a teammate, no, that's not a, that's not a good look as a teammate. And Steve Kerr, being the Hall of Fame coach, the multiple champion he is, he did the right thing by. Uh, not allowing him to do that because he knew what that would have did and what that would have said to his team at a time where they were fighting to get in the playoffs. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So it was foul for... Uh, well, so no, I wouldn't have done it, B. No, yeah. hell no. Zach, Zach would have done that, right. B. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah. It wouldn't right. have happened. All right, where we at? We're done. We're done with Stack. We're done with Stack. Basketball contributor. Thank you for giving us Much your love, deep analysis. Y'all. And and also thank you for agreeing with me for always having my back, bro. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's going to that's going to go towards our giveaway right there. Whatever those are called, I'm not a sneakerhead. They seem I don't know the name of them. They seem expensive. Thanks, they brother. Been sitting there for a minute. Now all love, man. Y'all be having my a good man, day. Appreciate Peace. you, Stack. All right, love. All right, boss. I love Stack. Yeah, yeah he's good. Great. good I love. He he always great has guy. he always have my back. No, he doesn't. <laughs> You know what? What? Say it with your chest. So don't say no, it at all. Do that. yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, what that's what I thought. Say, no, what's that saying you always have? Which one? Say, what is it? Say, say it with your chest. So don't, oh, talk to me nice. Don't talk to me twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. All right. We're going to move on to the daily route, right? Cover some more stories in sports. And we're going to transition to football, right? So the packers just announced that they signed quarterback jordan love to a one-year extension worth two uh, excuse me 22.5 million right love is now entering his first year with the starter and brandon you know i'll start with you of course mm. you know with this rogers trade behind them mm. what are now your expectations for the green bay packers and jordan love 
Uh, I'm going to start with Brian Gutenkus. I said this before the draft. <laughs> Brian Gutenkus, you're on the clock. This ain't on Jordan Love. You made this decision. You put this kid in this position. You should have never done that. How the hell do you go out there and one of the first things you do uh, on a job, on a clock, is try to go find uh, Aaron Rodgers' replacement? Now, now, Ashley, I know you think, oh, well, they did it with Brett Favre. No, no, no. I, Aaron, I, I said you know, I, I did not agree on the timing. Okay. I do agree on the ideology right. that eventually you have to start preparing for the future. Right. I 100% think the timing was this premature. Is, this is a terrible position for uh, the Green Bay Packers. And this is all Brian Gutenkus' fault, right? Because you should have never done that. So now you have one year to see if this kid can get it done. And if you look at his stats, right, like we, what, what do we have to pull from? We have nothing, None. right? So he's going to go out there. You don't have Devontae Adams anymore. I think they drafted a wide receiver in the second round. I don't know. I, I always tell you guys I'm not a college football uh, analyst, and I do not follow college football like this. Maybe he can come in and con contribute right away. But they did, they don't have the right guys around him. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm trying to pull up his stats here. This is what we have to pull from, Ashley, right? This kid, 50 completions, 83 attempts. He's 60 percent completion percentage his, his completion percentage is 60 percent he has 606 yards in four years right obviously because Aaron Rodgers has been playing mm -hmm. so we have nothing to go off of and then also he's 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 uh he's one in three as a starter well not as a starter as a contributor because he came in and relieved Aaron Rodgers um a time or two this is a terrible position for Green Bay. This is a terrible uh, position for Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love uh, should breathe. I, I think Jordan Love um, should take it one day at a time. Don't put too much on his shoulders um, mm -hmm. because he's not Superman. Don't go out there and think that, oh, I got to follow in the footsteps of not only Aaron Rodgers, but also Brett Favre. So Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, now I'm the next. No, bro, there's a process, right? And if you go out there and you don't light it up like uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's okay. Just continue to take one step at a time and take one day at a time and just get better. And know that it's not all on you. You need a team. You need offensive <laughs> line. You need your coach, your offensive coordinator uh, to call the right plays. And you need playmakers. Yeah, I mean, I hope that the Green Bay coaching staff, front office, the organization as a whole has that same ideology. Um, because expecting a miracle from Jordan Love when this is really his first attempt at leading this team. And it's a team that's... Not a hundred percent a rebuild, but not a team that's going to be expected to truly compete. It's a limbo team. Mm, um, limbo team, I like that. It's it's something they have to be realistic with their expectations mm -hmm. with this quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully they are. Hopefully they're not expecting him to go out there and, you know, produce miracles. I don't think there's a lot of pressure on the Green Bay Packers this season, yeah. which should work to his advantage. Um, and hopefully I just, again, I think the, the, the moral of this story is hopefully the Packers are going into the situation, wanting to be competitive, wanting to win. Nobody goes into a season like, Oh, well, we're going to lose every game. Screw it. That's not how it works. But being realistic in the expectations for what this team is in the post Aaron Rodgers era. All right. I would say this Corey, the, the positive side of this, uh, situation is he didn't sit behind Aaron Rodgers for what? three years yeah. right that's 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 a, that's special 
I, you know, but it's only special if I wonder if there was that teacher-student relationship. Yeah, but even that's, I mean, that's when you because get that's, everything out of the relationship. But I don't think you need that, right? Like, you can walk in the locker room. You can be in that uh, meeting room and just watch a guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I never forget sitting in our team meeting room and seeing Rod Smith. Rod Smith, he should be a Hall of Fame receiver. He played for the Denver Broncos. Definitely a Hall of Fame receiver for the Denver Broncos. I think he's already in the ring of honor there. But I didn't know how to take notes. I didn't know how to study. But I saw Rod Smith come out, and, bro, he was in year 10, 11, okay? And he had 10 different markers, and he had his playbook all laid out. And every time Coach Shanahan would go through a concept, concepts that he's been running for 10, 11 years, Dragon, Lookie, uh, Stick, uh, you know, uh, all go special. And he would literally mark everything, write things down. And then if, if I wasn't doing it, he would take one of his pins and throw it at me. Right? <laughs> and, but that's, that's, that's that relationship that you're talking, right? Yeah. That's the accountability. Mm -hmm. And we don't know if that existed between Aaron Rodgers, Jordan, and Love. But he was able to watch how he prepared. And I think what you get out of Aaron Rodgers, I don't think you get um, an amazing classroom guy. And this is mm. my, you know, my thoughts. Because mm -hmm. I'm not in that room. I've never even asked anybody this question. But I think I think the thing that makes Aaron Rodgers special is his I don't give a F mentality because you need that plan at that level. Right. Like how he deal with everyone talking about him every single day, his personal issues. Who is he dating? You know, uh, you know, how how is he as a teammate? How does he lead? But that's good as an individual, but it's not good when you're a leader of a football team and then there's a young guy coming in underneath you who eventually will take your spot that's not a good that's not the i don't give an f mentality is not beneficial to his development to jordan love yes no i think it is i'm talking about jordan love sitting back watching being a fly on the wall and that's i think one of the things that you have to master if you want to be successful at that level is eliminating distractions and part of that is how do I approach reading the comments or reading um, paper route? Uh, you like to see that idea right there? Um, <laughs> there's a there's an art and science to that because it's it's hard not to see those things. And so being able to see how he's operated at his highest moments, lowest moments, you can pull from that, right? And then also um, how he reads the field, right? How he approaches the game. Seeing him in a two minute drill, seeing him in four minutes, seeing him before two minute before the half, opposed to the end of the game. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that you can learn uh, from Aaron Rodgers. There, I think he's a uh, you know one of the best players our game has ever seen. I think he's special. I think he's a freak. Um, I just, and, and we'll see what happens. I just think about it in in relationships that I've witnessed in terms of the NFL. I mean, Tony Romo did it for Dak Prescott. Right. You know, I believe Alex Smith, in some regard, did it for Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's not about necessarily... And Kaepernick, right? Didn't he? I, yeah, I <laughs> poor, mean... Poor you, Alex Smith. I mean, you just... You don't have... It, it doesn't have to be like you're babying them, but you would expect some sort of passing of the torch in some regard to that young quarterback sitting on the bench observing, as difficult as it probably may be. <laughs> And I just can't envision well, Aaron Rodgers doing that for Jordan Love. So while, yes, he may have absorbed some knowledge by observing, simply observing, yep. I don't think that you can diminish or equate that to what it would have been if they actually sat down with each other 
and Aaron oh, Rodgers sure. said, hey, man, check this out. This is what yeah. – and I don't know if Rodgers did that. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree with you there 100%. Um, when, George, when Aaron Rodgers talks about uh, Jordan Love, he does talk about him in a way that makes you believe that there was a relationship there where he helped, the, where he helped them out. Okay. And, and then think about his press conference with the Jets last week. Um, or was it last week or it was last week? Yeah. Um, they asked him about Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. you know, the quarterback they drafted in the first round, flamed out a little bit last year, had a tough year last year. The last two years been tough for him. He says, I'm going to make him better. I'm going to help him. Right. So that's the Aaron Rodgers that uh, we know publicly over the last couple of weeks showing up for OTAs being there. So. It, it seems like there was some type of relationship there, but Ashley, let me let me let me say this though. That it, you are right. That is the fraternity, and guys are frowned upon when you come into the when there's a young kid coming in the locker room. The rule is the unwritten rule, the unspoken rule is help them out, right? Because it's bigger than just this team. You could be teammates today, and tomorrow guys could be traded, and you could be competing against each other. Right. But think about this, though. The guy they just drafted. Is here to take your position, take food off of your table. Mm -hmm. Right. Could potentially end your career, your career earnings. I'm not really mad at certain. I'm not mad at some of the guys not giving all the information. I think the, pro- the problem I always had was when guys give the wrong information. I had a guy named Circus Kirkus as a wide receiver. He used to, his guy. Is that right, his real right? name? I was like, I gotta be. Yeah, like, name. look, listen, like, you Circus. don't need to sit down and show me everything, but you don't gotta be a jerk. You don't gotta, you know, give me the wrong information. There are stories out there where guys give the, give the wrong information. But I'm not mad at a guy. I'm not mad at a guy competing. Um, and, and saying, you know what, you got to earn it, right? So I'm not mad at guys because that's taking food off the table. I mean, yes and no, but I think that when I look at that, it's a little bit different when we're talking about an almost 40-year-old quarterback and a 20-year-old kid. Right. There's a For drastic sure. age difference there, and you have to, at that point in your game, know that your time is coming to an end. I'm not talking about two quarterbacks who are close in age and, you know, he's, 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 you know, there's a quarterback competition going on. At that point in the game, you know that your time is coming to an but end. But what if it's not when personal, Tony, When Tony Romo and Dak Prescott, difference in age, but also Tony knew his career was coming to an yeah. end. So I have one or two options. I can go ahead and be the asshole and be bitter and be like, it's not my problem, let him learn. Or he can say, look, my chapter is closing, but I can go ahead and help you Mm -hmm. so that you can go ahead and lead this franchise in the way that I did. And I don't think that's an issue. I agree with what you're saying. If there's a if it's a competition because you both are are here in your career that I understand. But when it's here and here. I'm sorry, I can't understand not helping a 20-year-old kid when you're a 40-year-old quarterback. And that's usually what you see, right? You see uh, the guys that are solidified as the superstars or as the number one. Those are the guys that usually help out. But when you get to when you get farther down the depth chart, you know, even the second string, third string, mm-hmm. um, those guys are competing. I mean, it's every single day. Um, but the locker room is special, you know. I would say 90% of the time, 90% of the guys are doing everything they can to 
help each other out, right? Even the guys that are competing farther down the depth chart is pretty cool seeing mm -hmm. those guys sit at the sit at the, the table in the cafeteria, uh, going through the playbook, helping each other out, um, staying after practice, you know, walking through certain plays or concepts or, or you know, practicing on certain tricks. So it is a special place. I kind of miss it. Corey, do you, you want to, do you want to, um, before we move on, do you want to go ahead and, and push back against Fazion, one of our viewers? He said Rod Smith is not a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Oh, so Fazion, I would, Ashley, have you ever <laughs> seen me run from a fight? No, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> okay. if you want to, if you want right, to address it, take on he said, bring that ass here, boy, pause. <laughs> <laughs> a Hall of Fame wide receiver. <laughs> um, I do, uh, and I love fighting, um, but I can't right now because I don't have my laptop, my, my iPad, excuse me. I just invested in this beautiful iPad. Mm -hmm. I left it on the plane two weeks ago. No. I left it. I, I still no got to turn off stuff. They could probably see everything in my phone. <laughs> Luckily, I'm a, a model citizen, a, a great Samaritan. <laughs> Nothing is in there. <laughs> no, but I can't because I, I, I would love to pull up the numbers, right? Like, you're talking about a guy for 12 years played at an extremely high level, and he wasn't flashy. He was the ultimate pro. He's a true pro. And numbers don't lie. Like, all you got to do is look at the numbers. It's a special thing when you see a guy that can go out there year in and year out and put up 80-plus catches a year. That's hard, right? Mm. Thousand yards a year. You know, <coughs> seven to ten touchdowns a year. That's what makes Rod Smith special. Um, he will get in Fazion. Is it Fazion or Fazon? It looks like Fazion. Fazion. He will get in, but it will probably take time. The wide receiver position is one of those positions that's uh, backed up uh, when it comes to guys getting in. You got guys like Reggie Wayne still waiting. You got guys like Andre Johnson still waiting. You got guys like. B. Marshall still waiting. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> no I'm you not just even, became I'm eligible. eligible. I'm not even eligible. No, yes, I'm not you are. You just, I thought you just did. You definitely just next became... year. I'm eligible. I think they said with that that little post said um, next year. Here are the guys that are eligible for oh, okay. first ballot. I'm not a first ballot. I'm not a first ballot guy. Now, if I don't want pretty a Super humble Bowl, of you to say that. No, you don't I'm think not. you're first ballot. No, no, it's it, pretty humble of you to you say. You know that. what? You know what? This is what I believe. Um, if I get into the Hall of Fame. You know, I'll probably be around like 67. 67. 67. 67. I'll be old up there. I'm still going to look fly, though. <laughs> look fly. You know what, Ashley? I'm totally getting off topic here. We were talking about, uh, can we talk about, uh, I don't know, we'll put your personal business out there. Who? I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't care. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we live, right? <laughs> I might do, like, Y'all going to laugh at me. I've been hearing people talk about Botox. So this is how I'm going to look fly when I'm 67. Men don't in need the Botox. Thing. Why? I mean, unless you're the rock. But like. <laughs> I might be the rock. Because I keep hearing y'all talk about. Like, I don't believe in none of that stuff, to be honest. Like, unless you have a baby, then I, I feel like, you know, women should. Mommy some, makeover? Yeah, a little mommy makeover. Because sometimes things don't come back together, especially in the core area, right? Um, so I do believe in that, but I don't believe in no um, BBLs. Is that what it's called? You don't believe in BBLs? Mm -hmm. Hell no. You believe in the BBL? I mean, oh, does it look like I believe in the BBL? <laughs> no, I don't believe I don't, in no BBLs. I don't have any work done here. Mm -hmm. um, you don't believe in boob jobs? BBLs? I believe in, I, 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 that's one thing I, 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 I'm, 
I believe. So in how do you not believe in BBLs but you believe <laughs> in boob it. jobs? It's kind of the because, same, just opposite ends like, of the body. I, the butt, like I think, like maybe it's been around longer, but like. <laughs> I guess when it first came out, like, I don't even know what a BBL is, but I just know those Brazilian injections. butt lift. Yeah, but I don't know what that is. It's like basically I, taking fat and putting it into your butt. Yeah, exactly. So have you seen some of these botched <laughs> BBLs and injections? Oh, and have yes. you seen? Yeah, what, no, what, bueno. that's, no, I don't want that. And also, have you ever felt it? No. Okay, because I, you know, there's a couple of times when I was young, I was but like wait. a little stroker's nightclub. What if, or... we're not, what, if, what if we're not talking, what if we're not talking like bad BBLs? Then are you still bad, like anti-BBL? You got to feel natural. I'm a natural guy. Okay, Everything. so you're not anti-BBL. You're anti-botch BBL. Botch and it got to feel. If you're anti, you don't care natural. whether it's It can't a feel like this. Here, catch this. It can't feel like that. I know, but <laughs> but what I'm saying is that if you're bo anti-botch BBL, I feel you, but that doesn't mean you're anti-BBL. You just want it to be natural, yeah. natural, but that doesn't mean you're anti-BBL. What about lips? Can you do... Like fake lips? Yeah. I don't have fake lips. No, my, I'm saying, do you believe... Natural. I don't believe... Girl, I, don't I believe mean, that. listen, I think that you women should do what they feel that they need to do to feel comfortable i think that if you're going to make decisions to go ahead and, and get surgery it shouldn't be because you're trying to you know lock down a man or a specific type of man and i feel like a lot of women do do that they feel like if i'm a little curvier i can bag an athlete or if i have this i can i don't think that i think if it's something that you yourself want to mm -hmm. do and only for you it's a hundred percent in your right um, I personally haven't had a BBL, breast augmentation, my lips done, anything like that. But that's not to say down the line one day I won't change my mind. I just haven't crossed that bridge. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm good right here. I'm, I'm, I'm slim, but I'm mighty. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said that. Yeah, I like yeah, how you yeah. said that. Now I'm back to football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I got on that topic. All right, moving on, y'all. So wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. We got a sort of an update on him yesterday. Uh, but on his story, Hopkins addressed the questions of him potentially leaving the Cardinals. And we actually have a video of it. Let's take a look. believe we have that video for you guys but if not i see everybody tell me to stay who said i want to go who said i wanted to leave i'm out here working baby what's up so yeah 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 as you can see hopkins he's made it his way back to arizona he's training and whatnot um but despite his you know recently expressing his interest in maybe joining the bills or the chiefs does d hop stay in arizona or will he be on the move brandon listen i don't know Right. Um, <laughs> it's always a media game, Ashley. You know mm -hmm. that. Like, uh -huh. you know, guys say they're going to do this and they do the opposite. Lamar Jackson asked for a trade. A month later, he ends up signing the richest deal um, in the NFL, in NFL history. Um, one of the things that I found was really interesting with that video is that he is in Arizona, but that was at a private facility and not yeah. the Arizona Cardinals Dang, facility. Dang, I didn't know that. Cause I know. Oh, and and so like OTA started, right? Guys are back. Mm-hmm. So it's May. It's May. Yeah. Right. So why isn't he? You know, with the team that is literally seven point seven miles away from where he's training right now. Look at you, little detective. <laughs> like he must know his exact location. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I will say this: um, <laughs> the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I hate when. 
it's tough for aging wide receivers or any guy for that matter, but the, specifically um, the wide receiver position to move to new places, right? Look at some of the guys that we've seen in the past that's a little bit older. They go to a new system and they really don't contribute. Why? Because the quarterback is like, ah, I'm used to my guys here and their body language that way. And then I got this young receiver over here that I really like. He's a little bit faster and not understanding that, man, in the biggest moments, you just throw it up to D-hop and he's going to be D-hop. Um, so I like D-hop standing AZ if he and Kyler sat down and really got on the same page. Because what we do know is um, when the last time we saw them, uh, D-hop, and Kyler had a little exchange right before Kyler went down. So the relationship was, I wouldn't call it fractured, but they had um, they had some tension. But at this stage in his career, I mean, this is no knock to the Cardinals, but I mean, doesn't he want to go someplace that stands a chance? I mean, the Cardinals they are do. kind of like, you think they do? Hey, let me, I hear what you're saying, but uh, here's, if we don't I know mean, what if Kyler... Buff if Buffalo's on the table... If Dallas is on the what? table, if I don't Kansas know, City is another one. Yes, yeah, Kansas City is on. Yes. The, I mean, you don't want to go to one of those. You're gonna stay in Phoenix. Yes, but um, we also got Buda Baker who requested a trade too. That's a that would be a big hit for that team. The Rams. Do we think the Rams are going to be good next year? Right, Seattle. I think Seattle's going Seattle to be tough be. again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then who else do you have in the division? Who is in it? Who's the last person in the division? The Rams? Seahawks. Seahawks. Rams, 49ers. 49ers. Oh, yeah, you're right, Ashley. No, they, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. They don't I'm just saying, chance. Hop, like. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like they could potentially uh, have a sneaky good year. If Kyler comes back healthy, he's already running around feeling good. I just good don't know what they, schedule. I just don't know what's there. I don't know what. Yeah, you're right. At this point, I, I don't know what's, I just feel like he would be better suited going someplace where he stands a chance of making some sort of noise. And mm -hmm. I just don't see that happening in Arizona. Yeah. I just, I, I kind of just feel like get out while you can, if right. you can, if mm -hmm. you can't, you can't, but here, Ashley, take this. This is my notepad. Here's my pencil. What am I right. doing with this? Take notes real quick. Take this note down. Okay. All right. Okay. It's okay. Right. You ready? Uh-huh. It's okay to say, I'm sorry. It's okay to concede. Uh -huh. You saw what I just did? Uh -huh. I said I agree with you. Right. Right? Because there's going to come a time here in the next couple of weeks or maybe in football season where you're going to say something, I'm going to say something, we're going to be debating. We're gonna, what are you doing? I'm, I'm writing. Okay. I'm, mm -hmm. Where you're going to have to say, you know what, Brandon, you're right. Mm -hmm. You're right, Brandon. I was wrong. Okay? So make sure you take that note down. Yeah. Corey, can, we, can we zoom in on, on my note here? <laughs> There we go. Can we zoom in on my note? Yeah. You need help. You need <laughs> help. See that? There's my note, folks. <laughs> Ashley. He asked me to take notes, and I took notes. So. Uh -huh. Oh, Indeed. my. There we go. Listen. Here you go. That's for you. You can always remember this oh, conversation. Oh, someone good. help her, please. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to move on to Fact or Foolish. How about that? Huh? So, Fact or Foolish. Remember, I'm going to read these guys a statement. They got to determine whether it's fact or foolish and give their explanation why. So, first one, we're actually going to go back to Jordan Love. Jordan Love leads Packers to the playoffs this season. Fact or foolish? All right, let's bring a lot of energy to this fact or foolish segment, Ashley, mm -hmm. to land the plane. In football, every, every game, the coaches will come in the locker room, they say, start fast, finish strong. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to finish strong. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. So the question was what? 
Corey. Jordan Love leads Packers to the playoffs this season. Factor foolish. Foolish. Absolutely foolish. Foolish. <laughs> no way. But there's a small chance because we don't know if this guy could be the third quarterback in Green Bay Packer history that plays and hold it down for 15 plus years. But it, right now today, it's foolish. I agree. Foolish. foolish. All right, next one, guys. And these next few, we're really going to be kind of just highlighting the uh, Lakers-Warriors game. So for the first one, Lakers and Warriors series go to game seven. Factor foolish. I say game six, so foolish. Jeez. Ah, uh, the Lakers. I, I say fact. I yep. say fact here. They did it in Cleveland, right? Depleted Cavs team, right? Was able to push them to a game seven. Cavs Warriors. Remember? Mm-hmm. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. LeBron's going to, he's going to have a lot of juice, a lot of energy. He's going to make a statement. AD's going to play pissed off. He's been hearing us, Ashley. He's a bust. He's always hurt. He saw, the real question is, how many times, we should have asked this question, the over, <laughs> under here. Do you take the over or under, all right, let's say five. How many times does he fall down, right, <laughs> and actually go like this, ow, oh, ow, hold uh, something. So are you going to take the over over book. five or under five I'm in the series? I'm not taking either. Oh, in the series? Yeah, in the series. Oh, yeah, that's over. It's over. I, I, I think you're talking about tonight. <laughs> I think it's a – no, no, the whole series is a push. May, hell, maybe tonight. That's what I'm be, saying. I'm like, it's going to be a time AD fall tonight. He's going to get up. He's going to be healthy. Yeah, he's yeah, going to finish right. this postseason healthy and feeling good about himself. But he's definitely going to fall tonight and throughout <laughs> this whole series where he's like, ooh, ah. And then LeBron going to look at him like, boy, if you don't get through. <laughs> All right, come on. Hey, well, on. now, speaking of Anthony Davis, this one's you know, ooh, pertaining on to him time. too. Kevon Looney out-rebounds Anthony Davis in this series. Keep in mind, Looney had three games last series with over 20 boards. Factor foolish. Kevon foolish. Looney out-rebounds Anthony Davis. Foolish. Foolish. All right. Foolish. I think we're going to see bubble Anthony Davis, Ashley. I'm leading towards fact just because Anthony Davis, his inconsistency is just something that I'm worried about. Mm. So. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be a, a an important matchup in this series for sure. All right, next one. LeBron James outscores Steph Curry in this series. Now, keep in mind, <laughs> right, in the 22 games that they've played against each other, okay, LeBron, right, James, LeBron James has averaged 33 points in matchups against Steph Curry. Steph Curry has averaged 25 points in matchups against LeBron James. So who do you guys got outscoring each other? I what? say foolish. Yeah. Yeah, I say foolish, too, because you got to go back to those series that we were talking about, who was on that team. Right. KD, um, obviously Clay, but you also had, like, Iggy playing on a high level in Livingston, a lot of those games. So I'm going to go foolish and here because is, Steph this, has to go crazy. And not only that, but Steph's in, Steph's in his mode. Yeah, he's in I his mean, own. he's playing the best basketball probably of his career these past few years. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, going, I'm riding with Steph. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is foolish. All right, this one's kind of, you know, like a, a prediction of the future here with the Warriors. Is this their last run at a championship? Fact. Oh. Oh. Fact. Foolish. Nobody thought they was going to win the last one. I did. Give me the, get, get, where are the receipts? They're in my phone somewhere. I don't have time to sit through it and look through it, but I have the, I have the screenshot of the text. Really? I, and the tweet. <laughs> and there's wow. also video footage of me saying it. It's back in October, November. That's tough. Oh, so before they mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's good. Good job. Mm -hmm. Good job. All right. But so, I I I Yeah, what were you going with? 
I'm leaning towards fact only because Draymond's probably going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole will still be there. The team's going to, I feel like the team's going to look different next season yeah. in some way, shape, or form. And that's going to go ahead and contribute to this this narrative. I also think that teams in the West are going to be better next season. Um, you can mm. never count them out. Could I don't want to say it's the, Could they make a move? I don't want to say it's their last run. I mm. want to say the window drastically closes. You think Wiggins a retires lot. a warrior? Like, do you think he stays on the Warriors? Yes. Yeah. Fact. He's in a good place. Yeah, I agree. This is great for Wiggs. Yeah, I and agree. He's also playing great since he's been back no, from a sabbatical. And I don't know. This is the last. I don't know. I'm it's I'm a, leaning towards foolish. I don't they need know. a lot of help, Ashley. I don't know who's up. I can't, who can I they can't. go get? Who can they trade for? They need help. You're right. The team the team is going to look know. different next next year. I'm 50 50 on this one. Yeah, I can't. I just feel like this is the first year that they've been heavily reliant on just Steph, and everybody's in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Talking about Draymond, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins. They're really relying on Steph. And if, that's not if, a good sign. If ninety percent of this team can stay together, it's foolish. Yeah. If you lose if fifty percent of this team stays together, I would say it's a fact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well we shall see. All right, last one, guys. Last one. Uh oh. The Boston Celtics are still the team to beat in the East. Fact or foolish? Fact. What you gotta be. It, it it definitely is fact, but Ashley, uh, like I, I heard you and Stack earlier, um, man, I, I I've been around dudes in the locker room and in, in in huddles. There's a certain energy around this team that you saw last night. That's something special, right? Like if they can sustain that, man, the Celtics are 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 in trouble. And then once you get out of that, I don't believe that the the Heat can sustain. I don't believe in the Knicks. Who else is out there? Well, right so now, it's the Knicks, Sixers. Sixers. Yeah, we got two matchups in the East. Right. Miami. The those are the last. Those yeah. are four. Yeah. Right. This game will determine everything. This next game determines everything. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it's still fact for me. Is that the show? It's the show, man. Can we end this way? What's up? Can we end this way? Um, I'm gonna let you end the show. You got to answer the question: mm-hmm. fact or foolish. But before we go, do my little end. Thank you guys so much for joining Paper Route. Another episode. Come back tomorrow, 12 Eastern. We stream live. A million subscribers. It's so great. It's awesome. Get in the chat. Give us your comments. Who do you want to see? Who should we bring on the show? Also, I don't know what that's Ashley's doing here. a one, and that's an M. One I don't know what Ashley's doing here, but also, we need to hear from you guys. We want to know who you want us to sit down with. Tag them. At them. Jump in their DMs. Say, jump on Paper Route. Jump on I Am Athlete. Um, last question. And then you can... Say goodbye to everyone the way you do. Um, fact or foolish? I want to debate today around depth. Fact or foolish? Bye, y'all. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs>
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.